That's how we roll, Jim. They came for the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came for their movies. Oh, 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 yeah. But Brad and Andrew aren't going to take it sitting down. Hot takes. Cold beer. No prisoners. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Stealing it. Since you guys aren't using it, I'm stealing it. Since we're not using it, we're using it. I like yep. it. I like it. We're appropriating it all. Yeah. We're cultural appropriating here. Yeah. Your appropriating maps. Nice. Hello. I'm going to Broomview Podcast. Yeah. You are Brad. You are hopefully Andrew. It's true. Are you Andrew? It is I. Sweet. Uh, yeah, we're Hell back. Hell yeah. little break. A little mm-hmm. bit of mm-hmm. uh, going abroad. Or going, not abroad, I guess. Venturing out of our comfort zone. We're not out of our comfort zone. What am I saying? I'm just saying mm-hmm. words. Visiting places and uh, not able to pod, so we're... we're yeah, that, yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. That's yeah, whatever. Go back Help to the out. part about broads. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, how's things uh, down south? Things be good. It's a little sure. chilly in the morning. Yeah. It's hot in the afternoon. So yeah. you know. Just like my wife. Hey. Hey yo. We've got jokes. <laughs> appropriating jokes. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're appropriating pod culture. That's right. <laughs> We're pod people. We're pod people, so it's okay. All right. Well, the thing that plagued Mavs this week, if you listen to it, is apparently already happening to us. So uh, right. you were saying you didn't want to get off on something heavy just yet, but but here we yes. go. Here we are. Mm-hmm. And um so, like, the whole cultural appropriation thing, right? Yeah. Like, I understand it, uh, some of it. Yeah. But I also don't understand some of it. Like, um, like what, what would, like, I know, like, <clears throat> um, I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> obviously going in blackface and things like that, that's, <laughs> pretty bad yeah that i mean i wouldn't even call that appropriation i would just call that uh, just at at 
a bad best mildly <laughs> racist bad decision to say the least and the only way the only reason i say mildly racist is because i can imagine there's some people that are just they're that dumb that they're like whoa what's wrong with it and like even if you don't mean to like even if you don't if you do it not meaning to harm anyone you're still an idiot and you're still you know making light of someone else's race whether whether that's your intention or not that's what you're yeah. communicating yeah but. but like the i mean so like like i guess anything could be kind of that right you know uh whether it's appropriation yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that can be considered that. Like, yeah. where's the line? You know, and I guess that's the big question, right? Well, like, not to. I mean, this, this. I would say, I like your love of hip hop, mm -hmm. right? You have a, uh, like, you like you spend most of your time listening and consuming hip hop, and right. So, like, where does that come, you know, where is, is that? I would say. Would that be considered? Um, well. Like, and you're it, like. The problem is it depends. It? This The thing that really, um, that I've just kind of feel like I've been hammering against, like, having having my old man yelling at the cloud moment is it's it's a lot of these, like, calls, like, I believe that people feel that way, but I feel like they're just the their gasoline's being poured on fire on Twitter. Um, so I do think that that these things spiral out of control and groupthink gets involved. Um, but as far as like a, a cultural, but where would you say like the biggest the biggest example and like most justified example of cultural appropriation would be? Well, I mean cultural appreciation. Appropriation is, I mean. is right, right, oh. but but I think yeah, that oh. there's like a distinction. I would say if if you're, um, so culture, I guess it it's um dependent on creation, appreciation, and preservation, um, and yeah, I think any time that you um, as someone who's maybe not from that culture originally. I don't know. It's if if it's a weird line, and I I don't think there's like a, a clear answer. But like if you um, segregate yourself and you you fence off your culture, that culture dies with you, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like, right? Like yeah. If you don't, like if you don't, let's say, <clears throat> um just an art form or something like that like um right uh renaissance art mm -hmm. like, like italian renaissance art mm -hmm. if that if people don't adapt that and cr like you know i don't want Pollock's looking at it that's a that's, <laughs> that's appropriation right. well they can't because they're cross-eyed <laughs> um but like you know what i mean like if you don't right like um try to emulate it or build off of it like yeah then we don't get other art like later on yeah whether and like i know it's true and like bringing it more into modern times you know if in 
I, I just don't know where, like, I, I can, I get it. Like, if you're selling headdresses at a uh, Trotsky store, mm-hmm. like, yes, that probably isn't, like, you the know. Ceramic cats with headdresses. You're, de- yeah, yeah. Or, you're, you know, the cigar store Indian, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, something right. like that. Like, I, I understand that would be. You're profiteering consider- off of a culture that's not yours, and you're not showing any appreciation for it. Right. But. And maybe, you know, like the, you know, when people like the, you know, the white kids, the suburban, suburban white kids, you know, hat backwards, pants down to, you know, below their belt, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, hanging down low. I could see that, too. But like they're just emulating what they see. They like they're like their heroes are that being that. But then. Right. But everyone makes fun of them. Like everyone makes fun of them. Right. You know, right. so where is that a, you know, should we, well, I think like, that if you're in, obviously, if you're young, sometimes, not sometimes, if you're young, you do stupid things. And the big problem problem today is that everything is online forever for yeah. like, like your son, for example, like yes. he, he's going to, he's. You'd be embarrassed he's, how many flossing videos he has. Well, he's, I mean, no one should be embarrassed of that. Um, like, that's just good hygiene. <laughs> um, I wish he flossed his hand. Yeah. I wish he flossed as much as he flossed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, like, Instagram's older than your son. So it's, like, yeah. And, and the thing now, and this is getting, tangential but the the thing now is just that like you it doesn't matter 10 years from now like how much you've grown as a person when something from 10 years ago gets found it's put into modern day context and you're gonna get roasted for it um yeah but uh what what i was saying uh i think the the well, problem like, with they, oh sorry the problem with like the the 15 year old kid who listens to hip-hop and sags their pants is um, I, I think the issue with that and they don't know any better and how are they supposed to learn if there's no one to, to teach them or maybe they, you know, don't have any black friends. They grow up in a like predominantly white suburb and right. they're, they're closed off from other cultures. Well, uh, hell, but, I mean, that was me growing up where right. I grew up. I mean, my black friends were uh, Chuck D and, you know, right. uh, Ice Cube and, you know, Easy E. Yeah. Like those were the only black friends I had. Right. And I think that becomes this this um the false message that you know sagging your pants and and cursing and and fucking hoes is what it means to be black and then that's where you know you start to step into the shit when you know. Yeah. Um uh-huh. So it it is, and at something I I want to say it was J Cole was talking about like there's um it might have been his King of Death album which was his last solo album um but he was talking about like you know the the um the like Xanax and like drug culture of like it's cool to be a dopehead now is like you're sending the message that this is what like. You know, being a SoundCloud rapper on dope is is what it means to be black, and um, so not yeah. that that necessarily has anything to do with appropriation, but I I think that that 
um, appreciation of an art form doesn't um, paint the whole picture of a culture. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I know, I, the like, problem there is there's this guy. There's this. Um, there's this uh, a chef that was. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. He's not Latino, mm-hmm. but he is one of the best, like quote unquote, best Mexican f- uh, food preparers, right. cooks. Like going, like he has a real affinity and like does stuff with it. That's kind of crazy. Right. And he t- he's taking shit. Of course for... he is. But what have those people and, done? And, and and obviously that like we can look at that and be like that's dumb, right? Yeah. But where's that line where it's actually it is it's not dumb when we you know right. is that is it as blatant as you know selling the um you know the the yard ornaments like you know the black people holding the lanterns is it that is it that or is it more subtle than that you know what i mean like yeah. i i don't i just wonder like i you, you hear like because like you said twitter's a just a minefield of just bad yeah bad takes <laughs> Yeah, bad yeah. takes exactly. Not bad ideas, but bad takes, and like, and you can't. There's no nuance or no subtlety to it. So, like, where is that line? And I don't know. Well, I I don't think you could find it by, obviously, going on Twitter. Yeah, but. I don't think there's a clear line, but I think that what happens a lot now is there are people who are gatekeeping, and they hide behind appropriation. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah. you're appropriate. I actually yeah. had a note about I don't that know. in. Uh, I just a uh, note about that in uh, for Mavs, but we might as well talk about it here. Um, but I actually saw on Twitter a uh, girl, she was like, oh, reminder, if you're not Mexican, dress up as a skeleton, not as a, I think they're uh, Katrina's, but like the sugar skull. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Designs um, like you would find on an ofrenda. Um, and it was a girl who was not Mexican. Yeah. Um, and there, the, of course there was one, uh, one guy who was like, nope, I'm Mexican and I love that people appreciate our culture. And that's the other thing is it's, it's individuals are speaking for groups when they are not elected to speak for groups. And I don't even mean in a political sense, but you know, we, we have like Chuck D for example, is a leader. He's someone that, that people, in the black community, in the hip hop community, across all spectrum of color, point to as like, this is a smart dude. This is a guy who knows what he's talking about. When he speaks, we should listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, in, yeah. Because yeah. like, um, I think what was it two, two or three years ago when Moana came out, like they were pulling off the, they didn't, they pulled off the Moana costumes for uh, Halloween mm-hmm. because that was kind of, the same thing where you know this is like the first movie to like portray that culture you know it's a pixar movie or like, was it pixar maybe whatever it was it was disney but yeah either way like yeah same same house same mouse house um but yeah yeah it's i mean it's a weird thing because i think it is uh, i think it is a moving line and the problem is that there's um, so many people out there that are able to weigh in and give their opinion um, when their opinion is, you know, and, and I include myself in this as someone who sometimes uses Twitter, uh, often podcasts and, and puts their opinion out there. Like 
there's a lot of people whose opinions don't ma- like my circle of influence is very small. My opinion doesn't matter. Um, right. It matter like it. It matters to me. It matters to my small circle of friends and people that I interact with. But in no way, like, and there's so many people on uh, Twitter who have this again small circle of influence, um, but they're able to just blast their opinion out there, and they're able to get reactions to it. Yeah, it makes it sometimes it just make it hard to be like liberal. Like not left, but right. like liberal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, it just it's because of the you know you get lumped in just like you yeah. still there. Yes, oh, I am. Yeah. Um, just kind of like when you you know if you're conservative, then you're must be alt right. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It, I've kind of alluded to and this we've same talked thing about before, this before, yeah. and I'm sorry, probably no. rehashing old stuff, but it just I don't know. It just I don't know. Yeah, it, like my ideals and my standards of stuff like kind of get. Um, you know, you have to like even if you try to take a stand and say, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't go so far," and then you get shot down, shout shouted down as like yeah. some kind of, you know, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah, you're one of them. Oh, or whatever, okay, but. white man. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't want me using your race or your gender against you. So yeah, it it, it that's the funny thing too, and obviously like it's become such a like running joke amongst self-aware people of like, Oh, finally a win for straight white men. Um, that like, obviously like there's, there's, there's a level of, um, I I say us, even though I wouldn't, that's the thing is this grouping of people, like grouping people in like, as like people are not black and white in, in a figurative sense where you're just like, oh, you're you're this, therefore this. Um, it's just, yeah. it's so funny that like, um, I I think that this this like double standard, and I'm not saying like, oh, I should be able to like say whatever I want about Hispanic women, and right, like, they say this about me, but it's like treat people the way you want to be treated. Like I don't group and lump people in together. And like make broad generalizations, um, probably unless you're Christian, we'll get into that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that's something we could yeah say for. But in a like, bit. yeah. Like I, I don't. I think if you don't want to be generalized, you should not be generalizing. And it's just funny that there is this like accepted, this appropriate and accepted and in, in um, making of generalizations and using a certain group as punching bags and. I, it's yeah. it's hard to like say that out loud and not be like oh it it's not meant to be poor me it's just meant yeah that it, i'm more kind of getting at i guess like you show people you teach people how to treat you and when you do yeah. things like this you you say that it's okay and um yeah you know to make fun of the straight white man like it's it's okay like there's plenty of good jokes out there there's it's fine but um when you do like get on your high horse like be careful because um you're throwing stones but you live in a glass house with 10 years of twitter history as well so yeah so stay alert um i feel like i have one other one other thought and or sentiment oh um 
if you're not Irish, please do not drink on St. Patrick's Day because that's appropriation. Yeah, that and that's is. and that is where I'm <coughs> going to leave that. Speaking well, of, what are you drinking tonight? Speaking of drinking, yeah. So I don't know if I'm drinking a skunked or beer. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if this is this is done or not. Like uh, this is probably a year old. It's a. Uh, anyways, what I'm drinking is a. Uh, it's called Fat Panda. Nice. And it is from RAR Brewing in Cambridge, Maryland. And it is a sour brewed with pineapple, passion fruit, and habanero peppers. Oh, baby. Yeah. So, like, and I, I was drinking a bourbon and iced tea earlier. Oh. And my palate was, like, very, it was very sweet. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it had that. Um, just it's just a sweet taste in your mouth, and then you have a sour with those those kind of things in it, like the habanero and right. all that stuff. And like, I can't tell if this thing has gone bad or this just is just a your, really your flavorful gone. beer. Yeah, your palate's Pardon? gone haywire. That's what's happening. Yes, nah, I don't know. that's right. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I can't. I don't know. Like the first couple drinks I had, it was great. But I, I think it's I'm done. My palate's wrecked for the I'll, evening. I'll tell you um, what. I'm I'm looking at your uh, I'm looking at your picture and that label, unless an Asian person made this beer. <laughs> that you is, know what? You're you, absolutely that right. That is that font is appropriation. That that is. I like that font though. Yeah, it's cool. But you can't use it. Sorry. Yeah, well, well yeah, like the Wu-Tang it. Clan. How aren't they appropriating something? Um, with Wu-Tang Clan, I feel like it goes back to um, appreciation, creation, and preservation. So, like, it's something that they love. And I think if, the, if Wu-Tang Clan came out in 2019, they probably would get buried. Or not buried. They, they would get roasted, though, I think. Yeah. And I, I think they would get taken to task. Like, yeah, probably. Uh, but I think yeah, more appropriate would be like a mo- or a TV show like Kung Fu, you know, with David <laughs> Carradine. David Carradine. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, it just kind of, I saw that font and I thought of Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if this is good or not. I don't know yeah. if it's a, it's skunked. Like the first couple of drinks, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. I like this sour. Because I'm not much of a sour guy. I don't go out of my way to drink sours. Right. Um, but uh, the more I drink it, the less I can. I don't even think I can finish it. It's just, I think it's done. Uh, all the flavors there. I mean, it's just hitting me over the head with all the flavors. I, I can taste almost everything, the passion fruit and the habanero. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's 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 fermented too much. Nice. So, and I think sours are some of those beers that you can't, like, hold on to for quite that long probably not yeah 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 so. i don't know anyways that's that's my beer for the week nice uh how about you i am so i just lucked into a really great beer actually cool uh so i am drinking better half it's an old ale brewed with molasses and aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels Ooh. 
Nice. And it's actually from 2018. It was bottled um, August 27th, 2018. Um, so I say I stumbled upon this because there was I was riding my bike home uh, one night and Cool Matt was outside NOLA. I hadn't seen him in many months. Uh, so I was like, hey, what is going like, on? How are cool. you? Cool. Matt. Oh, cool. Matt. I think I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. How are you? Because I like, you know, wor- between working a lot and and not being proactive about keeping in touch and, and uh, texting people, um, I hadn't talked to him in probably four months. Um, and he's like, hey, what's going on? We're, you know, just talking for a few minutes. And he's like, do you like Founders? I was like, yeah, yeah Founders is good. Of course. And he's like, oh, there was this like guy who's like worked for them forever was just here and he just dropped off a ton of stuff. Let me grab you something. Um, so he just went into the brewery and came out with this bottle of beer and handed Sweet. it to me. Yeah. In, Sometimes in very, beer, in a very cool Matt fashion. Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, take this. Um, and he has a good idea of my sensibilities. Um, so yeah, I'm, this is really good. Um, I gave it 4.5. I, uh, it's really smooth. Um, it's a 12.6. Um, it's, it starts off like sweet. Uh, it almost has a little bit of a honey taste to it that I get. Um, but it's really nice. Uh, and I'm just, I'm trying to really pace myself, uh, yeah. so that, um, I can see how it, how it tastes as it warms up. Cause you get, get more of those like bourbony, notes i feel like mm-hmm. once uh once it gets closer to room temp but it's excellent uh, yeah it looks yeah. it looks yummy yeah comes in at a 12.7 abv um yeah and probably a little higher now that it's been sitting for over a year yeah yeah it looks like the the standard or the uh the consensus is like right around a 4.17 so that's i mean with 26,000 check-ins so that's that's quite a high score yeah yeah very very tasty cool awesome um well i went out to pittsburgh uh i know we both took trips here recently i went out to pittsburgh for a weekend my wife took me out took a little early birthday gift and uh we did uh quite a bit of bar hopping um we hit uh i bet you we in we got there friday friday around like four o'clock four or five o'clock and then we we left sunday morning and i bet in that time we hit probably 14 or 15 different bars or like restaurant type places Mm -hmm. like uh, that's a lot like in that short amount of time um but i i got i tried a ton of new beer a lot of great ipas they got a great scene out there for beer in pittsburgh um when you guys uh i think last week or the week before you guys were talking about uh cities and like small cities you were Mm -hmm. talking what city we were talking about oh boston right yeah um pittsburgh is a small city like even smaller and because of how boston is kind of sprawled out a little bit with all the like the suburbs and stuff around there mm-hmm. pittsburgh's a l- little bit different for that because it's kind of nestled within this like within the mountains and within like geography it's kind of like isolated 
Uh, I mean, you can spread out and go to different communities, but the, like the town proper is, is pretty distinct and, um, it's a really cool little town. We, we went up all over the place. Uh, they got a couple of distinct districts. They got North side, the strip district, South side works, uh, downtown. Um, and it's just like all these little places have their nice little niches and stuff. And we, we went and had some good beer. Well, I had some good beer. Brooke didn't drink so much. Bless you. Um, I don't think it's going to happen now. But thank <laughs> you. You knew where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I had some great beer out there. It was fun. Um, went to a couple, uh, like, whiskey or um, distilleries, which was fun. Um and just had a really good time good. having a lot of good beer out there. Um, how about you with Vegas? Um, yeah, yeah, had a good time. We didn't uh, we didn't bar hop as much on uh, Monday. We went to uh, two breweries, one that I had been to before, and then another one was uh, new to me. Uh, I forget. Let me take a look, cause it was like a uh, space themed kind of kind of deal there. Um, no, oh man, god damn it! Astronomy Ale Works. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and and they had some good stuff. I I was uh, going with the lighter stuff. We uh, went to a nil de grass on. Yeah. Uh, that would be great, but I they did not have that. Um, <laughs> they should have missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, think we had gone to trauma. The, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was the guy that died? Um, the, with the robot voice. Um, oh, Stephen Hawking. Uh, Hawking. Yeah. yeah. MC Hawking. He's more of yeah. a rapper, though, right? Yeah. Uh, like, no, they did have something like a, I think it was like a, a Hawking Good Hellas or something. No. Um, but yeah, I was I was drinking lighter stuff because we were out uh, at the Hoover Dam during the day, and it was yeah. uh, it was fun, but it was it was, Balls. It was hot and dry. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they made some good stuff, and then we went to Craft House, which is um, they've made my favorite beers that I've had in Las Vegas. So we I had a. Uh, House made Michelada that was excellent. What's that? Uh, it was their blonde ale with like it's basically like a Bloody Mary, but with beer and much leaning much more towards beer than it's probably like half and half, whereas like Bloody Marys are probably like a, a shot or two. Okay. Um, but yeah, with like a uh, seasoned rim on the glass. <laughs> Sweet. It was so good. Very spicy. Very tasty. Very refreshing. Um, I did get to have Ryan Reeves beer. Okay. Uh, I want to say, yeah, 7-5 Brewing. Um, they had uh, a, uh, they, they sold it uh, in the stadium for a dollar an ounce. <laughs> but it was okay. good. It was a golden ale. Um very nice, very good. And uh it's cool to see someone uh get um you know, get get in the 
breaking in the market in their uh, in their town. He was uh, making money while he was making money. This guy, good guy. Yeah, yeah, smart good guy. Idea. Yeah, um, but I I liked that beer a lot. I wish um, I wish I had found it uh, maybe out at a bar or something because um, I would have yeah. liked to try it on draft. Uh, but yeah, a lot a lot of light stuff. I mean, Vegas is not a big. Uh, it was nice because we got to talk to the owner of Astronomy Ale Works for a little bit, um, and I told. Rob and Jess and, and Molly, who I was there with, I was like, I would have never done that. The uh, He opened the doors to us like 45 minutes early. He's like, we're not oh, open sweet. yet, but, you know, you wanna, wanna, I got beer. Come on in. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> say, I've got a very popular beer uh, podcast. I will review yeah. your beer. <laughs> yeah, I told them, I was like, I would have never done that. I've told people like recently when they start showing stuff, I'm like, we don't know until 11. You can sit down, but I'm not going to serve you till 11. Sorry. Or I can't have you in here. I'm counting money. We open at 11. It's against the law. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Open at 11. To, Get I'll out. I'll have to arrest you. Yeah. Citizen's arrest. Well, we've, we've apparently had some uh, ATF uh, sting operations attempts or whatever. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're always out. Yeah. But yeah, we had three in the past, like, two months, and we've... Uh, been good in all of them that's pretty good yeah i think one was me um because i remember someone i remember asking for someone's id and they're like oh uh it's in the i I think it's in our car do you need it and i was like yeah i'm sorry and then they never came back so Uh, oh good for you yeah yeah i've just i i think i've talked about this before our tax dollars need to be going to something different yeah, for fuck's sake, especially I mean, like us, our roads are shit. Our politicians are shit. Um, our infrastructure shit. Cultural appropriation going on everywhere. Uh, we're we all live amongst each other. <laughs> Different no, yeah, melting in here. It's uh, yeah. Um, I, that would be a sweet gig though to go around and just drink. Yeah, you have to drink. Yeah, otherwise you're not cool, pussy. Um. Yeah, it's uh, there's definitely better uses, of course. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's our, you know, our system is obsessed with punishment. It is, so, and over little stuff like yeah. underage drinking. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, what's funny is you went and saw the Blackhawks play. Yes. I went and and saw I the Blackhawks saw the Black win. Went and saw the Blackhawks play as well. They were playing the Pens the night we went. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. You did not yeah. see the Blackhawks win, right? <laughs> What's that? You didn't see the Blackhawks win. No. Yeah. They lost in overtime. Yeah. I, I I saw the Hawks win in decided fashion. Nice. After going down 2-0. Good for both of us. 5-2. Yeah. It was uh, so nice to – it was so great to – sit and watch a hockey game live again yeah those first yeah. time since the last thing i did before i moved to florida was go see uh the hawks play the red wings uh with my dad and then uh that was f- almost five years ago now so yeah yeah it's been a while yeah uh yeah we had our seats because the night before we went and saw tool mm-hmm. and uh but and our seats were fucking amazing and i'll talk about that in a minute but uh our seats for the penguins game we were like well we spent a lot of money on the 
that or my wife was more she we spent a lot of money on the toll tickets let's dial back a little bit on the yeah. pens tickets so we i we were literally the top row of the stadium yeah and it was but we were like center ice and they were oh, great that's seats. awesome yeah yeah i didn't i i heard something about this yeah um yeah, well, that's the um, the nights being in a new stadium was really cool. Not a bad seat in the house. Yeah, add, like, how was the uh, how's the atmosphere in the stadium? It was good. I I I think it's awesome. Um, I think part of it I do have a bias since um, some of my best friends live there. Um, but I'm I I love that they came in with a chip on their shoulder, made it all the way to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I love that they made a deep run last year. Um, it yeah, that's was a team about, you can root for. It was about yeah, yeah. And I, I even though I'm not a Penguins fan, I, I do love Mark Andre Fleury. I don't even know why oh, I yeah. say it like that. I don't dislike the Penguins at all. Really, the only team I dislike is the Canucks. Um, I just I, I would don't root against the Hawks ever, but I just I love the sport. So yeah. Um, but I, I really like Mark Andre Fleury a lot. I hope he gets one more before he retires. Um. Me too. But, uh, and it was, there There was a ton of Hawks fans there and people who I know here who had been to say that like it is about 50-50, um, especially like Vegas being a, a transplant city, mm-hmm. um, similar to New Orleans. New Orleans is more aggressive towards uh, the homegrown thing, but a lot of us move here from other places. Um anyways uh so but the like there's a rabid fan base it was uh wednesday night and it was a full house um you know it it was a it was it was great atmosphere um it was cool that there were a lot of hawks fans there but um it's awesome that they have a strong fan base and that was gonna like the thing that i like about that and like yeah of course vegas is the last thing you think is hockey. Um, and, you know, same with Dallas, same with Tampa Bay, same with Arizona, same with most of California. I would say yep. all of California. Um, but it grows the sport. And, yeah. like, I'm, I've been saying, like, in the next five years, you're just going to have an explosion of men's league teams, an explosion yeah. of, of um, you know, Bantam and, and – um, might so however that system works i don't remember anymore um but it's so good for the sport and the more the more people playing the sport the more people want to watch the sport the more people want to watch the sport the more um you have an opportunity f- to like have expansion teams that are actually not muddying the talent pool or, or murkying the talent pool you yeah know? Um, yeah so well i'm sure i think I it's mean, awesome but um, i'm sure there's a team like um like the coyotes are like why yeah. the fuck did they get all the good players and we've been sitting here with the <laughs> shane doan for you know oh right five yeah. years <laughs> shane doan. uh adrian a coin <laughs> yeah former blackhawks captain yeah. i love that team was awful. i do but like yeah. they were never you know no. they've been languishing in the and mediocrity for the last what 15 years right and that's not good for the sport that's yeah. like um you know and and i do hate to think of a, a fan base even though it's not very big losing a team that sucks yeah um especially 
sense me, I'm worried that that's going to happen to the Pelicans in the next five years if they yeah. don't if they don't really get something going and get people behind them because people were pumped. Now they're not doing so great. They won three in a row, um, but people don't care anymore. Just like that snap of a finger, it's like ah, eh, well, same season. Um, yeah, but I think the way they did it with that team having like the way they expanded the for that expansion yeah um i mean they did they did have good player no like great player but they that yeah. was a great run for them yeah and and a, in, a, in a sport like hockey where you can get an eight seed running through yeah there's actual you know, parity not one seed I mean, versus one seed yeah perpetually but um but uh I was I did want to talk about since we're kind of getting into the view part. Yeah. Um I did go see Tool. Yeah. Um it was funny. I was and I talked about this in our podcast, but like the uh the the first band that came out <laughs> their opener is called The Killing Joke or called Killing Joke. Yeah. Uh old like uh Black Sabbath. How much does Alan Moore hate that? What's that? How much? Oh does, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he does. But actually, this their name was they before Alan Moore. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> maybe they hate Alan Moore more. Yeah. Um, but it was so <laughs> fucking loud. I was I turned to Brooke within the first like five minutes, or not even five minutes, like f- first fifteen seconds of the song, and like as my chest cavity Riggs. is. It, <laughs> It's my chest cavity is a subwoofer at this point. Like anything, <laughs> like where there's air inside, it was just vibrating. And I'm like, I yelled at her. I'm like, I'm so old. <laughs> like I, I was like, if this is what the concert's going to be like the whole time, I'm not going to be able to take it. Um, they put on a, a pretty long set. They're probably ten, ten songs or so. I bet. Uh, and they, they aren't a bad band. They aren't. If you listen to some of their stuff, but uh, Tool came out and just put on a great great show and i guess the best thing i could say about them is on the way to work in the morning brooke's been listening to tool nice so yeah uh fuck they're so their their musicianship is so good like every every one of them um uh youtube some danny carey drum uh drum work or you know watch danny carey play drums he's a giant man he's like like probably six four and just jacked and he just sits there and just beats the shit out of it and he's so good Mm -hmm. uh but it was a great show great light show great the music was great um yeah it was it was perfect it was exactly what i wanted um fantastic yeah that's awesome so i heard you guys had some shitty service one night Shitty service. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we went to uh, oh. so there's this place called the Beer Hive, right? And uh-huh. it's uh, we were I think on the we were in a strip district, and we were, we were walking. Nice. We went into this place, and the bottom part's full filled up. So there's some place upstairs, and this the lady, this she was the fucking worst, <laughs> the worst. Like she <laughs> had no time for us, like yeah. none. Like she could hardly be bothered um i mean like why would you even get into that line of service or i guess i i don't know man i don't know it it was so bad like she was the fucking worst mm-hmm. like 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I um, I, I was listening to uh, Span the Void, and uh, I th- oh, you're the one, huh? Yeah. Yes, I'm the one, and Neo of your podcast. Uh, yeah, I I think I disagree with you guys. I think that there's there's it's very uncommon, but I think that there are some excuse excusable reasons to be rude to guests. With the caveat, with a couple caveats. One, I'm not surprised Ryan thinks there's no excuse because Ryan is not that type of guest, and yeah. I don't and um. Not to disparage him, this is well. This empathy is, a total, is his strong suit, right? This is a total opinion. I I feel like if he doesn't experience it, it does like he has a blind spot for it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally get it. Like we had an argument two nights ago on mm-hmm. uh, what's that movie? Hot Coffee, oh, uh, where God. the lady gets yeah. And he gets, was like, I was like, well, th- that that was a lawsuit that was warranted. He's like, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. If you it go wasn't. get fucking hot coffee, yeah. and just imagine. <laughs> no, Jim, Jim, if you get hot coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no, I, I think that because I know he's, I, I, you know, I've seen him out. Um, I've heard enough stories, interacted with him enough that I know that he's not that guy. Yeah. So he just has a blind spot for yeah. that. Um, but the big the big thing, since he's not that guy, he should never experience that because um, yeah. and this is I've, you know, bartending. I've only been doing it for about two years now, but like coffee shop, like it's different type of service industry, but it's it is, you know, customer service. Yeah. Um, you have to be able to shift on the fly like yeah if someone's I shitty know. to you and you got to give it back to them like it happens there's totally i mean we have people i have to be shitty to people uh, i would say once a month for bringing outside liquor into the bar yeah and you can't you have to let them know like yeah this needs to leave because we'll Shut lose our license down. yeah lose we'll, your license we'll get fined i i all of a sudden don't have my job that i yeah. depend on um but you have to be able to switch gears on the fly, and the next person, how you doing? Everything's good. Yeah, you know. Um, That's so, what I loved about working in the college bar. Yeah, being a bartender, it, <laughs> like, you, like, shit. like I had free reign. Yeah. Anybody, because you get a dickhead, at, like a, a thousand dickheads in there every night, mm-hmm. and you could just. And the owners were like, "Hey, they all we need trust somewhere you. to drink. Have at it. If yeah. someone's being a dick, get them out of here." Yeah, and. Oh, that was one of my the funnest times <laughs> I had were ever working. Like I was able, I went over the bar, I, I like no shit, like jumping over the bar mm-hmm. to get somebody out, probably like five or six times. Just you know, seeing people in the crowd like doing stupid dumb shit mm-hmm. because it was like one of those bars that just filled up and it was like you know it was like ten deep at the bar, people waiting for their drinks and stuff and. Oh, what a great time that was. It was miserable at the time, but I look back on it with a lot of <laughs> yeah. fondness. Rose-colored glasses. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there there are definitely warranted reasons to be a dick to someone, but you guys shouldn't have experienced it because you weren't being dicks. It's, yeah. it's really like you get what you give type of situation. It's like if you're going yeah. to bring rum in here and I'm going to tell you to put it away and you're going to say, why, you guys don't serve rum? I'm going to be a fucking asshole to you. Yeah. Yeah. Be smart. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but yeah, that was <laughs> listening to that. It was, yeah, why you know you have to deal with people. Why did you? <laughs> you know what? Like, too, like you were sta- saying about the upstairs thing. So, I'm for anyone who didn't hear your story originally, there's this, the, what is it, Beer Hive, you were saying? Yeah. It's yeah. got two levels. The ups, working the upstairs might suck, but I refer to that as paying the tax. Like, yeah. Monday nights suck, but I always refer to that. I was like, well, I work Friday through Sunday. I get Sunday, to work Friday and Saturday. Which are, yeah. yeah, big paydays. Um, so I got to pay the tax. Someone's got to be there during the slow days. Yeah. So yeah, you got to take your licks. But, uh, yeah, fuck. We had a great time, man. There's a lot of good food, food and beer out there. Like I, I think you would love that town. I really do. Oh, Uh, I, I don't doubt it. I, I love cities just in general. Um, but like, I feel like smaller cities do it a little different. Um, like New Orleans is a small city. I love St. Louis. I think like Milwaukee um, would be one of those uh, towns. Milwaukee's too. awesome. Yeah, it is. It's like it's it's kind of it doesn't have that like um it doesn't have the like well we know we're not New York so we try a little harder. It does, yeah. it's not that no um but it, it's just like. Hey, we know what we are, um, and we're we, talking we to do you, what we Indianapolis. Like. Yeah, Indianapolis. <laughs> no, I want to go to Indianapolis. I've never been. Um, but that's well, where you find like yeah. the gems and stuff. Like, um, Chicago's awesome, but I would imagine it's easy to get like, and it's not a very big city. It's it's considered a big city. Um. It it is a big city, but like you can traverse the city pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but I could imagine it being like sensory overload if you have no sort of like guidance whatsoever. And well, yeah, yeah. If you end up in on <laughs> yeah, a green belt, I forgot about like, that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, on a free free uh, shed aquarium day or or whatever, uh, yeah. science and industry day. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, and Garfield Park, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> we walked so much that day. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. like, as far as like, I and I was telling Brooke, I was like, you know, Andrew always says about how, like, how, uh, uh, uh Saints heavy New Orleans is, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not doubting it. But like, when you go to Pittsburgh, <laughs> like, I imagine if it's not the same. It's more because like it's black and gold oh, everywhere. Yeah. It's oh, like I could see growing up there is like the contrarian that I am from a lot of the, my life. Go Eagles! Like, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, fuck the Steelers. I'm a Browns fuck, fan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because it is you can't. It is ubiquitous. It is. Yeah. I mean, you can't get away from it. It's yeah. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. That's a similar situation down here. It's it's is it it's when you like if you're not showing the Saints game, you're losing business. Yeah, there's no reason to be open if you're not going to play the play the Saints game. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, like I feel like the um. You don't have to work as hard to find the gems, and I feel like people are more likely to tell you you got to go here. 
Yeah. You got to go here. Um, and I just, I, I like. Um, well, cause, and the other thing is there's not a million, you got to go there places. Like that's true too. Yeah. Like, like, cause like Brooklyn or, you know, Manhattan or yeah. whatever it is, even Chicago, like there's like each neighborhood has like exactly. a million, you got to go there places. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. And you got to go there. It, it's the rules. You have to. They, they said. Yes. Deep dish pizza. You have to go. Pizzas. Uh, yeah, you got to go there. Um, no, it, it's, but, it's 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 different. And I just I remember I had a friend in uh, in Florida who's like, oh, I really like Indianapolis, but you probably hate it because you're from Chicago. I'm like, no, probably not. And, and the one and I always point to is St. Louis. Boring, I gotta say, I love it's I, pretty far. I love St. Louis. It's a fun city. There's not that much, um, but there's enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Harrisburg. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I do definitely. Yeah. I was I was telling Ryan I was like when Matt makes his his pilgrimage this year I have to come on down how in the fuck are you guys gonna pull that off like i'm looking like matt's oh, yeah, he's going to madrid true. next month or something like two weeks and like all the shit places you guys are going he's like going to madrid he's like, still paying off his peloton <laughs> yeah like how the hell are you guys gonna be able to i don't know go come here i know how are we gonna do any anything we want to do bastards selfish bastards sharing their life with someone else that they love so much and wanting the people they care about to be there makes me sick. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> Not to be rude, but what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny. Ah, it made me laugh. All right. Let's talk yeah. about movies. Oh, my God. Lettuce. Lettuce, lettuce, lettuce. Like salad. Um, did you watch the new town the dreaded sundown i did not i was gonna rent it but i i had so many things i was and i was like well I'll let him tell me if i want to rent it yeah or not. no you don't i mean let me just get right into it here um so uh the town the dreaded sundown it's from 2014 i rented it on amazon prime for 3.99 um not gonna say i wasted my money because i'm talking with you about it here now sharing knowledge with the people so at least there's that um it was a little more ambitious than uh, than the uh, the first one, uh, but it it does. It's a weird. It occupies a weird space where it tries to function as a sequel while being meta, while weaving in these like, like shots at um, uh, being like. I don't know, psychedelic or, or like kind of trippy moments. Um, and it just all is, uh, it's, it's just too much for, um, the, the director to, to handle. Let me give you some, let me give you some particulars on the town that dreaded sundown. Okay. Uh, well, it's interesting. Cause like the director seems, he's very like his, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a style because like his, like he did me Earl and the dying girl right he he did uh most recently the current war mm-hmm. um he did a bunch of 
glee, glee episodes. Like, nice. so it's not like he has his right. style. No, he's um he. I haven't seen me Earl and the Dying Girl. It kind of um, it looked like uh like quirky kind of passion project thing. Um, yeah. but I can't really speak to that. Um, and you're talking, of course, about Alfonso Gomez Rayon. Yes. Um. Yeah, so he might just be a mercenary director. Maybe. Um, but I think that he had um, delusions of grandeur uh, with some of the sequences that were uh, maybe good in the plan, uh, good in the idea phase, but the execution was just like sloppy. And honestly, there were a couple times where I was like, "Wait, what is?" What's going on right now? Right. Um, so is it like like the killer? Is he like uh, or she? I suppose uh, like inspired by those killings in the first. Yes. Okay. Um, and they do kind of the same thing they did in the first one, where they show you a couple people where where the it feels like they're telegraphing that like, hey, it's it's this guy. Um, I feel like there were two or three moments of that in the town that dreaded sundown uh, or in, in the original, um, mm. but they never told you who it was. This one does have a concrete finish. Um, it just, it, it felt uh, muddled. It felt like it was trying to do too many things and it didn't have a lot of substance to start with. Um, so yeah, this, uh, the, uh, the Texarkana shows the movie, which is um, from 65 years ago, the movie that is a uh, reenactment or a documentary. I feel like that was kind of jumbled in the original one right. anyways. Um, so, yes, they show this movie uh, every year at a drive-in and uh, all of a sudden it starts happening, happening again and, it just i don't know i i feel like it's it's a we it occupies like just the the worst kind of space where it's like it's sloppy um the acting is like you know anthony anderson's in this gary cole is in this edward herman is in this but none of them do a good job or like have much to work with even um anthony anderson's character is lone wolf morales and he has possibly like the cheesiest line of dialogue that would work totally in like a well-executed b movie but he he's like my my name is lone wolf and i earned that title so you'll call me by that it's like <laughs> oh god uh swing and a miss and i think anthony anderson's talented and has done some really good stuff this isn't it though um yeah it stars like the the girl jamie is played by addison timlin who i don't think has a ton of credits to her name but definitely cannot carry a movie at at this time in her career anyways um but yeah i'm looking at the stuff she's been in it's not nothing really noteworthy um but yeah it just I'd give it like a soft five, maybe. Like it's just, it's not like unwatchable, but it's unrecommendable. Okay. Like, no. he, like there's, uh, as a horror fan too, 
you know, you look past certain stuff. There's certain things that are like um, certain boxes that you want checked. And if they check all those boxes, you're like, all right, cool. That was a fun little movie, Um, especially when you're dealing with the slasher genre. Uh, But this just doesn't tick a lot of boxes. Um, Kind of uninteresting, kind of jumbled. I feel like, honestly, spent too much time talking about it for what it is. Good enough. But... That's the show, right? Yep. All right. That's what we do. Hell yeah. So the town that dreaded sundown, not uh not a recommendation for me. Even knowing that you enjoyed the first one, um, I think let sleeping dogs lie. Okay. Yeah. Will do. Uh for me, uh a movie you had talked about, I don't know, it was quite a few weeks ago, maybe even a couple months ago, uh, in the tall grasses, one of those movies that showed up on your, uh, yes. your Netflix feed, you know, it was a big thing and it was there for a couple of days and then pff, gone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of stuck in my crawl. Cause it was an adaptation of a Stephen King short story with, uh, him and his son, Joe Hill. Um, uh, so I guess Stephen King, Joe Hill, uh, is Stephen King's son. And he's an author of note in his own right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but him and his father teamed up for this uh, novella, I suppose. <clears throat> and it was directed by Vincent Vincenzo Natale. Who, hey. And up until after I watched it and I started to do a little bit of research, like, uh, and it, and it feels like it was directed by this guy, but he directed uh, Cube. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably his biggest one. He also did uh, Splice, and uh, what else did he do? Splice and Cipher. I never saw Cipher, but I heard things about Splice. Anyways, he's known for like psychological horrors and stuff, and this is what this is, right? Um, so what happens is this couple driving through somewhere in Nebraska, and they're driving through fields of grass they get to a point where they want to pull over they're trying to make a decision and they hear some kid screaming in the in the tall grass Mm. uh, beside and they decide to go in and see if they can help them and it turns out that this grass is more than what they bargained for it's not just walking into a, a field um i hesitate to really um to spoil this and really get into it too deep as far as the story goes. Sure. Because I think this is a worthwhile watch. There's points in time it feels like it made from TV movie, mm-hmm. but there's other parts that are really effective mm-hmm. and really drew me in. And it really helps watching it on a good size TV uh, because there are some pretty decent shots. Now, uh, there are some cheesy parts to it. The acting isn't great. Uh, remember they got the um, an upgrade the 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 Elon Musk type character, mm-hmm. the that guy. He's one of the leads, and he's not a very <laughs> okay. good actor. And I don't like him very much. <laughs> um, but you're supposed to like him and follow him. And I just I never bought him as the lead. Uh, but uh, Patrick Wilson is in this, and he is pretty effective i everything i see patrick wilson in like i don't think he's ever going to be great and every time i see him he's 
better than advertiser you know whether it's hard candy or watchmen or um what else what that movie we talked about stretch um conjuring yeah right i mean he, yeah he never really disappoints he's a good actor and he pulls it off in this one too um it has and <laughs> what it did for me it has a lot of uh it gave me a lot of feels for children of the corn mm. and just and i when i finished watching this i was like oh, i gotta watch children of the corn so you know streaming <laughs> yeah. on amazon is oh, children nice. of the corn right now and i went right to it and there are a lot of similarities just you know from the the rural setting the farmland all that kind of stuff mm. uh and the Stephen King type horror, because Stephen King has a type of horror that uh, isn't really horror. It like Stephen Stephen King's no his all his books are horror, quote unquote horror, but they're all character driven. Right. I was gonna say I think that he likes scary things, but he's good at writing characters. He's great at writing characters because he's not real good at writing endings, and. <laughs> Because they always get convoluted and yep. they just go boil down to some uh, uh, pseudo religious type of ex- explanation, or you know, there's there's just a hint of supernatural abilities, and it it just falls short of all out supernatural. Um, it's just like he's like all his characters are like shitty X Men. And and you know and they're but they're the only one in the world that has that power in (laughs) in that universe. So, um, I would love a um Marvel would never do it, especially with the oh fuck shitty X Men would be there now, but (laughs) shitty X Men fuck there would be so much like you know just someone who the guy who never burns toast, the stud finder. Uh, that'd be great because uh, Xavier's school keeps getting blasted. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, or, yeah. or is he like the grinder app, but a human? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it he goes both. both. You know, it's like he goes both it, ways. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, it's like it's one. It, it there's not a definitive line. It like kind of swings. You know, yeah. <laughs> he can find a good stud and like hang drywall efficiently, but mm-hmm. also knows who it, when he's walking by a building oh there's there's a there's a hot one in there <laughs> like oh no there's not a stud in the wall you got to go through the wall into the next room that's you know where what? he's that's, at uh, yeah we need to write that comic stud Shitty finder, X-Men. <laughs> stud finder. Uh, um, was the criminal attractive i'm on it <laughs> uh so uh, I actually, for you, I recommend this movie. Uh, I know it's. I'll check it out. You got. You know what though? I actually, we're gonna have to have, we're gonna have to come to Jesus moment sometime. You, you're gonna have to either start picking uh, movies or switch time. So, uh, I'm gonna have to lay that gauntlet down. Well, it's it's very easy right now. It's neither. Just um, listening to podcasts the length of Titanic. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I actually do recommend this movie for you. I, I don't mm-hmm. think you're gonna love it, but I think there's some really good aspects of this movie. Um, there's so many like, 
random things that come in and like some MacGuffins and and plot lines left unsaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, there, there's plenty wrong with this movie, but it's effective for what it is a Netflix horror movie done by Stephen King and Joe Hill. So uh, if you're into kind of the Stephen King oeuvre, you like what he does, this is a movie for you. Nice. All right. I'm, uh, I'll check it out for sure. And, and if, if you like this, then go back and check out children of the corn. Cause yeah, it fucking Corns. holds up. I watched it and it holds up. It's, there's some cheesy parts in it, and the the camera work is really bad. <laughs> but it, like that's a movie that doesn't um, it doesn't really depend on flashy effects. It doesn't like the sets are simple. Mm. Um, like it, it's yeah. I I can imagine it's been a f- few years since I've seen it, but you can imagine there being dated aspects of it. But it, it's just not like. Um, it's not like like the latest and greatest flash in the pan stuff. No, no, it's all practical mm-hmm. and shoestring budget type stuff. So yeah, which sometimes that's the the latest and greatest thing is just it's not refined yet, and and that ends up dating a scary movie pretty badly. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh. So yeah, in the tall grass on Netflix. Nice. All right, cool. Uh, let's, um, let's. So we've both watched Hail Satan. So yeah, let's I, why wait, don't we? Let me let me do mine first. Yeah, and then we'll do Hail Satan together. Two peas that. in a pod. That's where I was going, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so I watched Three from Hell. Yes. Uh, Rob Zombie's latest, mm-hmm. uh, and the third in the trilogy of the uh, Firefly family. Um, and you know, the fondness I have for Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses. I love, I love those movies so much because of the visceral. And I think both of us, uh, were pretty, cause we did a big, pretty deep dive on, on a, uh, on Rob Zombie last year at this time. And, uh, we were pretty, both of us were pretty disappointed by 31 and, Mm -hmm. uh, Lords of Salem. Salem. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lord of Salem was Which, pretty bad. Yeah, thirty one. Thirty one was it had redeemable moments for sure. Yeah, I mean, especially that opening credit that was yeah. so great. Loved it. Lord, Lord um, of Salem, though, man, that but, was just okay. yeah. Um, I would never listen to that fucking radio show in that movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think no, we talked about be that. So bad, but good god. Um, but this. Uh, gets back to what I love about Rob Zombie. This is a good fucking movie. Right. It's a really good movie. Let's go. And um, it it picks up where the last one left off. Uh, you know, uh, Freebird <laughs> going into a blaze of girl- glory. Yeah. Um, and we get uh, what happens after that. All three of them survive miraculously, but they all go to jail. And uh, this is what what happens after that. And it's it, it's kind of cool because they show you know how um, with the double tree jacks they show a lot of uh, uh, like interspersed commentary from the TV stations. You know, yes. 
the three people called the devil's rejects mm-hmm. you know are on the loose you know from the firefly ranch and blah 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 and they do the same thing only now they're in jail and they're this is like 10 years later and what happens in the meantime and what one thing that's pretty is kind of sad is sid sig hey sig Hag, mm-hmm. uh, actually here died recently. But yeah. uh, when they, whenever he got the green light to do this movie, uh, he, I guess Rob Zombie went to go see him, and he was in bad shape. And whenever the the parts that was that were filmed for him in this, he looks bad, like really bad. I mean, he looks like kind of gross in uh, in the la- you know, in the previous movies. This one, he's like. Yeah. Uh, decimated he, something was going on he would some kind of cancer just uh, yeah whatever that sucks yeah it, it awesome does dude. but he he did get in there a little bit but yeah. that what they did was they found a way to uh maneuver the uh oh shit what's his name uh the lead character from 31 um was it the actor or, or his character was actually in it no, not his his character, but they were able to weave in um, uh, uh, Richard Blake, who was the main character in Thirty One. Mm-hmm. He he's like a, a another brother, like because if you remember from uh, House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, he, there was a bunch of family. Yeah. Right. This there was an extended family. Like he was another family, and he helped. He helps. This happens within the first ten minutes. So he helps break Otis Driftwood out of jail. Nice. And uh, and Sherry Moon. We don't have to deal with like her non acting ability. She can go back to her crazy kind of. You know. She's just a nut cra- job. Yeah. Yes. Um. And like. It fucking works. It really does. It's it's a really good movie. Um, yeah. And, like, I'm a sucker for this. It's not going to, like, no one's who doesn't like the first ones is going to like this one more or is going to like this one all of a sudden. Yeah, like, right. you know, you have to be in, invested in it. Um, if you get a chance, watch it, man, because it, 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 <sighs> I mean, it, it's just over-the-top crazy, you know, stuff. And... Ah, I'm a sucker for it. I loved it. So good. And thank you, Fredo. Yeah, I um, I want to see it. So that's definitely, I I'll I'll find time for that for sure. Um, where so where does it land? Because the first one was a lot more horror. I feel like yeah. And the second yep. second one was a lot more tension. Torture, torture porn yeah. not not even torture porn but like yeah more um <sighs> thriller because it's not fun like a, i feel like thrillers are like i don't know towering in phone or yeah or some the shit. first one was absolute horror the, yeah the next one i would say is more disturbing and that's why i loved it so much yeah, it was the yeah. way it made me feel the way it made me feel like fuck are these people really like that you know what i mean yeah and and this is actually it, it it starts to make the turn where you're rooting for them interesting and even though they're horrible and despicable you you just you're starting to root for them and you like because all the people he's putting around them are just as bad or worse well can't be worse than them no. but just as bad as them so you don't care if they die and 
you know, I'll I'll let you figure out what happens at the end. But it's safe to say that uh, there could be four from hell, or I don't know. It I don't Fireflies know. Fireflies forever. It, it actually gets to the point where it's like a oh fuck. I don't. It's not a. It's like a midnight run type movie um yeah it's it it goes from being disturbing to because i'm invested in these characters and i love them so and i went back watch watch devil's rejects again just to make uh, sure i still knew what i was talking about but, getting yeah. into yeah uh so yeah enough of three from hell ah yes enough of three from hell Let's move deeper into the seventh circle. Yes. A uh, movie that you assigned me called Hail Satan. Stream on Hulu from 2019, from this year of our Lord 2019. I like what you did there. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yes, Hail Satan, question mark is a documentary about the satanic temple and um the confusion surrounding the quote unquote i mean they they identify as satanists um but the confusion surrounding the satanic panic you know when did god get force fucked into our community and our schools and our currency um what is what even is this supposed separation of church and state? And it's all battled uh, on the battlegrounds. Uh, all are being uh, waged between a man named Lucius Greaves. And, um, you know, the big one here is uh, the Arkansas, I don't know, Christian conservative people that run yeah. that state. How much did you like Lucius Greaves? <laughs> I liked him a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty badass, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he but, looks evil, but when you t- when he talks, he's so nice. He looks like a Mads Mikkelsen character. Yes, he absolutely does. He looks like a cross between Hannibal Rising and um, uh, Valhalla Rising. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so it uh, I I feel like uh it was um honestly this is this whole thing it just it it made me really mad more than anything else. Right. It, it, I so if anybody I know you're the person that would appreciate this movie the most. Yeah. Otherwise like people would be like these people are stupid. What do you mean that means as much like why would the Ten Commandments be more less important than what's this Bathma? Ba- uh, ba- uh, what's Bathmet? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <sighs> I mean, it just it it did such an effective job. And now there's there's two things that, that I think should just be flat out open and on on the table. Um, I find Christian Christianity can, um, I find it disgusting. Um, and 
this documentary has it, it has an objective. Yeah. Um. So combine those two things. It, you know, it's um. For me, watching this, it was kind of like preaching to the converted. Um, but it really, I think it was so effective if you're willing to sit and you're willing to absorb it and you're willing to listen. It's really effective at showing, like, even though we have this supposed separation of church and state, just how interwoven the um, quote-unquote conservative Christian values are into our government and into our day-to-day lives, whether we want it there or not. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, and I, I, I mean, as far as being, I thought this was, pr- this was done pretty objectively because it, it showed the faults of the, the satanic church as well as like, hmm. it, it didn't like make them. I thought it, it was pretty fair. Yes, because it, it it didn't make them as these heroes, right? Because they kind of showed them. I mean, they they did show. I mean, they did they did do a lot of like, um, you know, I I didn't like I don't really like meeting new people. I didn't have a lot of friends, and then like I find the satanic temple, and all of a sudden, like I'm a thriving member of a community. It's like so they do like those testimonials are totally. I, I suppose, but they also showed like the bad part, like the the chick that um, you know, was like we need to you know kill the president and yeah. like and you know like and they were like oh that's not what we're here for you know this isn't what right. we're doing you know this isn't our mission and um i i don't know it i i thought like if you can go into it with an open mind and mm-hmm. not be and i think that's the whole reason they call themselves it's like they call themselves the satanic temple or the satanic church is like to to make it and provocative, get, stand out they, on paper, and they can't get by past that. People can't get past that. No, no, it, it does. It, it really just shows. Uh, it, it does such a good job of just showing just how unwilling to listen people are. Yeah, it. And I was right with you. Like just getting angry. I'm like, yeah, this is right in front of your face. Why can't you see that? You know. Yeah. And you know, it's it's fine. The the problem is it's fine. Um it, un, you know, unfortunately for me, I, I shouldn't say that because it is, you know, good that we have um at least the illusion of freedom uh in America. But like if you want to be Christian, I I can't stop you. But mm. When the shoe's on the other foot, you have no right to stop anyone else. And That's fuck right. you if you think that you're on some godly mission from some spaceman creature, you know, all-knowing, all-powerful thing that doesn't fucking exist. Like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you can spread your message, but you can't suppress anyone else's message. And fuck you if you think you can. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you're shit. Go, go on Twitter with everyone else. Where your opinion doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, it was Jesus very enlightening Christ. too, Sorry. though, to see, like, because it was in here that they talked about, like, where 
uh, One Nation Under God or In right. God We Trust, that kind of stuff, like where it spawned from. It wasn't like the founding fathers that put it in it. It wasn't the founding fathers that did all these things where we look back and say, oh, they, it was a nation based on. No, it was in the 1950s. We were scared of atheism because of the communists. Yeah. And and like uh, there's one there's one great thing. The only time that God or church is referenced in the Constitution is the separation of church and state. Yeah. And like and I don't think people realize that. And it's not like and we're, I'm not saying and you're you're going a little bit harder in the crease than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as far as like, you know, fuck your religion. Like, I don't care what religion you are. Do what you want. I don't care. Just don't put it in into. I anything. care when you have a history of fist fucking it into everyone else's face. Yes, don't don't that's, put it into. And uh, that whatever goes against it, what I was saying earlier. I'm painting with a broad brush, but I'm I'm also basing this off of experience. I grew yeah. up in a, a Catholic household in the in a conservative neighborhood. Yeah, I trust me. I you know under my roof right now, my mom. She is. That's that's her deal, man. She, like that's and I, I, you know, we get into arguments and confrontations every once in a while, and I'm like I do do you, but just realize that if 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 your idea of God doesn't match up with what the uh, current uh, political uh idea of god is then where do you sit now you know like then where's your church and state what if you know you know is one nation under allah does that does that change your mind a little bit you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and it's just i because i don't i think and i love this guy because he goes about the right way like he's just trying to yeah, make he's people not an aware. asshole like me and <laughs> It, it's just it's trying to get them aware is is where he runs into the the problem because he's not doing anything evil or wrong right and i just i love the way they pulled it off yeah yeah much much more effective and much more graceful than me on my soapbox here well no you no no it really it, it's i'm i'm i i, I own that i'm i'm thinking you know, emotionally you, you right speak now how i feel sometimes yeah. but like <laughs> I'm okay if you if you go to church. I'm fine. Like if it makes you a better person, yeah. If it makes good, you feel good, go do it. But also, if you have the idea that, like I think uh, Pen Pendulet said once, he's like, some Christian came up to him. He's like, um, you know, if if it wasn't for God, you could rape and kill as many people as you want. And Pen said, "You're right. I don't believe in God, and I've raped and killed as many people as I wanted to." zero yeah <laughs> look at that well yeah i mean we took god out of schools and now all of a sudden it's like people are ignoring mental health yeah no, um no it, it's just it's um the ignorance and the hypocrisy it, it's so frustrating and the problem is like when you talk about freedom of religion religions inherently butt heads with one another Yes. Like they their teachings are inherently if not diametrically at least somewhat opposed to one another. Well, they're that way because it was by this group of people mm -hmm. 
because they didn't like this group of people and they gave them their religion gave them the permission to kill that people right. that's all it was the people in charge gave them permission yeah. because it was ordered by god or sanctioned by god so i mean that's all if you really look down on religion or look at religion deep down it's just god gave you permission to be able to subjugate another people well, it's just i mean it's a, i mean subjugate your own people they call it no, they call it a yeah. flock for a fucking reason um yes. it, it's just and it makes sense why it was so prevalent in earlier human history why the stars why this why are some of us boys and why are some of us girls well mm-hmm. god adam eve original sin creation adam and steve abraham what a, I I would love if that was just like they're actually actually it is Adam and Steve there was a mix up like mix up I, yeah I, I used to be really good at Latin I hadn't taken yeah. it for years and the I S, signed the off on STs that were like the stuff thing in Latin doesn't really translate to English very good yeah it was that's my bad but yeah, and and it was uh, interesting, kind of just to see the division in the actual like the um, satanic temple community. Because of, of course, like, right? Re- oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, when Lutherans, you get, like, Christians, Catholics, like you know, all offshoots of the same thing. Um, but it was funny to see like one became like a. Um, very strong like anti-establishment like performance art driven yep <laughs> group and then the other um was still kind of like even for for even for the label that they have like still kind of i don't want to say uptight but you know proper have certain airs about them like we have this code of conduct we don't stray from this which is a great code of conduct too by the way so i guess w- and we've we've bitched about it, but like one of the big things about this movie and mm-hmm. i guess to to know what they're all about like one of the things uh, like and maybe a little thing and like like for for most of us like when we walk by a courthouse we don't recognize like i don't even care that there's 10 commandments up but i do but i don't care this much but like their their whole thing is if you're going to put 10 commandments up then we should be able to put our statue of our God, quote unquote God, because it's it's a fake religion. They don't really worship Satan. It's just it's, it's a it, it's a political movement meant it, yes. to at least not. I mean, they'll never balance the scales, but it's meant to tip the scales a little bit. It, yes, it's it's to say it, you love God so much, you want him in your your thing. Then let us have our God. And if if you really believe, yeah, and. And it's it's a it's a really good checkmate, yeah, to a lot of the Bible thumpers out there, and especially people praying, like the politicians praying on people's religious dogma that make them vote a certain way just because he's a God fearing man, mm-hmm. you know. And and it it really it's a it's a good checkmate because, um, uh. If you're gonna have your Ten Commandments, then let us have our demon sculpture sculpture put on at the same place. Yeah. And it, what really was was frustrating was when you that that Arizona, I think it's the Phoenix City Council or something like that, where oh, like, yeah. the people were going there to 
like say their prayer or something like that and they were getting death threats you know yeah. like people it, like that just sad right like that's against your first amendment rights that's against everything that america yeah. was founded for that the this america that you allegedly hold so dearly i know um like uh, people hold the yeah that second amendment is so so important but they often forget that first one yeah well that was an insane thing too when they're like i i think that they should have the right to put up the statue i think they should be shot right next to it and the statue should be taken down right after that you're a fucking elected official and you're in you're saying that people should be shot for having an a different religious view like you wonder why things are fucked up it's not because god's not in schools it's because you're shoving it down everyone's throats because you're on some weird power trip yeah yeah uh in yeah it now i think i don't know all of our listeners will probably <coughs> will line up with us but it, it if you don't if you're not on our our wavelength as far as like our hatred of uh organized religion um it it I, I think most of the people that listen to us have the same kind of mindset, not saying that we have an open mind and that thus you have an open mind or you have an open mind. Thus, we have an open mind. Not I'm not better than everybody else. It's just no. if we're not we're not telling you what to think. We're asking if you want to for a little bit. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, it's it's wild. And it is. um funny too because it just like that the the boogeyman that you got to be a warrior for christ because there's that vocal minority that is you know this big juggernaut that can't be stopped unless you pray harder and bring more people into the fold yeah like this is a small vocal minority that's causing nary a ripple (laughs) and then you just it's like oh that they the, the boogeyman's out there it's, crazy. it's weird yeah uh and it's and, it's insane to see elected officials who are supposed to be upholding these like these founding principles this constitutional um objective to keep church and state separate and the minute someone says like hey you're not really doing that well Hey, listen. This is this is a Christian country. This is a God fearing country, one nation under God. Like this is how it's always been. Like no, no, it hasn't been. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You got to be stopped. You're crazy. Yeah. Get ask. Yeah. Get them. You don't. You like. There's like England is probably the best example of a like a a state held church. But like when you start going further and further, you you know, uh, you know whether it's the Ayatollah Khomeini or you know uh, when you start incorporating the religion inside the the government, it can get kind of uh, iffy. And we aren't all going to become we're not going to become China if we decide not to have a god in our government. No. No, because we're not telling you can't believe, right? But it's just, so deeply seated at this point. What, yeah, what you believe? Like I don't care. <sighs> Stop trying to convince me that you're right. Yeah. 
yeah, it's wild. It it's really it's frustrating. It's it's upsetting. Well, did you like it? The movie? Oh yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's worth. It. I like and like you. By the end, you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm a Satanist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. There was one particular one. I'm on their website right now. I think it's tenant number five. Oh, um, their tenants are great. So much better than the. The Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's number five. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. That's right. Well, <laughs> Obama the Muslim certainly <laughs> doesn't believe that. So stupid. Yeah. So Obama, stupid. O- openly Christian. <sighs> Hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's, it, yeah, I could ramble all night, talk in circles. In did you watch chamber. it? Uh, did you watch it with anybody? Did you watch it with OT? Uh yeah, she she wandered off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the, the third time, you said, "You see, you see." Do you want to share your thoughts? She she doesn't surprisingly. <laughs> yeah i mean there were um i don't know if it was like 25 if it was like a like tv show she would have stuck it out but that's about as long as she stuck around um Qu- quick fixer uppers on the satanic temples yeah yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah, if if the if it was an episode this where Lucius Graves was seeing three different houses to convert into a satanic temple, yeah, we definitely would have watched that whole thing together. Could because <laughs> all the ones that are popping up around the world that we can go to each one, you yeah. know, just yeah. like which one are we gonna buy? Oh, this has crumble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lucius Graves is looking for a courtyard. For the budget of seven hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars, six hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars, six hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars. Courtyard, something of a fixer-upper. <laughs> I like to do projects around the temple. Um, mm. I fancy myself a bit of a handyman. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure those like crosses are, you know, well. Will, will this hold a, an inverted cross? Yeah. Well, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. A, it was a great example too of people just getting hung up on labels. Yeah. Um. The like, after school Satan. Like, of course that's extreme, and of course it's like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meant done to be for effect. It's meant to be provocative, but, um, you know, there's like, uh the satanic like homeless sock drive socks mm-hmm. are the number one requested thing in homeless shelters what yeah you know christians what are you doing there's so there's 70 percent of the u.s is made up of people who identify as some form of christian yeah where are all the socks let's go um this satan menstruating with satan <laughs> like feminine hygiene products for homeless people like it's it is like it's meant to be 
provocative. Um, but then when you are opposed to it, you're the asshole. Yeah. Yep. It's- Dude, you know what else? I fucking wish, and maybe one day I'll fucking, I will nut up and do this, but I wish I played D&D when I was younger. I like, yeah. between like the stuff that I've come across like later in life and like I've had, I had some friends in Florida who were big like tabletop gamers um, and like watching Stranger Things and it's it just like, man, I, I wish I did that. Maybe I'll do it one day. Yeah, well, I, I mean, be I good was brought pop. up in in the middle of the satanic panic, like yeah. like in the middle of it. Like we watched movies in our church group, like you know, you know why Judas Priest and Black Sabbath and ACDC and Dungeons and Dragons and all these things were of the devil. Like even to this day, well, I was going to go into it. Uh, I'm reading Liam. Uh, we just started Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh Star. no, no, no! I know. Jesus and if my mom like knew that. that, and she'll find out here eventually. Really? But, if your mom knew that? Oh, she would not. Oh, no. I mean, she's not going to be like, "Don't do it," but she'd be like, "Witches and wizards are of the devil," like, and that can lead to something. Like, and she's to- told me this many times. Oh, uh, it's and and it's and she's like the sweetest person you'd ever you've ever met like she's not gonna she's not gonna but that's the household i was i grew up in and you know whether it was you know dungeon and dragons and all that stuff there was that was of the devil like that was wizards and witchcraft and like that was of satan and um yeah like i would have never even been able to find a place that had that where I was growing up, but now, yeah, it would be a cool little thing to do. Maybe we could do a podcast on it. Yeah, definitely. I'd be really interested in that. Um, but I was even thinking of like, I bet if I went on the Ask Nola subreddit, I could find a group of people. Oh, for sure. I want to find uh, the Satanist place here in Harrisburg. I know they got one. I know there's um, one in New Orleans as well. Um, I don't, don't, I don't know. I'm I'm anxious. I'd be interested to hear Devin's take on this if he watches this movie and stuff. Because I, I don't know where he lands on everything, mm-hmm. but I think he's a man of science more than of God. But mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for him. Mm-hmm. I I just want to see because I, because uh, I I think he grew up in a community that was pretty religious as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think we're all kind of in the same boat. Where whether it's our teenage rebellious, yeah cells they're coming out in my early 40s and your early 30s and devin has i don't know where he is late 20s 30s something around there but um yeah i'd be interested too to hear from him because we're obviously pretty outspoken about it and you know my stance on this yeah the first amendment and freedom of speech and all that stuff and the separation and all that shit but i you know people who who don't aren't that outspoken about it be interested to hear but I also don't want to put his business out in front street. Heard that. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. The Satanic Temple, New Orleans, only has a Facebook link. Oh. Make a website on Squarespace using code BREW, guys. Satanic <laughs> Temple. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, uh, 
plenty of people that would be upset by it. Yeah. And and I I think that it would I I think that it would just be you know covering their ears and stamping their feet la 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 this is bad this is bad like oh you're not really listening to what also but also saying like I see what they're saying but you can't you can't do that you can't do that right you can't do that yeah you know? why, why I know what you're saying but you can't you can't yeah no, I get like I understand but you gotta like but still <laughs> basically but still. Fucking Lucian, Lucian, Lucian Graves. When he <laughs> love that dude. When the guy like thought he blew up his spot with the um, that's <laughs> not even his real name. It's like it's actually that's not my real name either. <laughs> <laughs> Molly laughed out. I laughed out loud. Molly laughed out loud as well. Um, but shortly after that, she was like started doing something else. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Um, I did go to the movies this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. All right. There um, we go. You don't sound you proud of this. Play, have you seen Playing with Fire? Playing with in Fire. In the uh, in advertisements at all? No. It's the new John Cena movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's my favorite movie I've never seen. Yeah. Well, no. I'll tell you right now. If you're a John Cena fan in wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I love wrestling, pose. obviously. You're a poser. Huh? Oh no! I, I celebrate the whole thing. John Cena. Nope. John nope. Cena is nope. a poser. He want he's a stone cold light. You ever had a cold Coors Light? Shit's mm. good. It's not. I know. Um, <laughs> I've never look, seen. I, I've never seen John Cena drink one and slam it down like Stone Cold. Never did, seen him blast but, it on his forehead and then pound it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, look, Froggy Fresh, possibly the greatest rapper of our generation. Speaking of appropriation, uh, he made a song all about John Cena. So how could John Cena be a poser? I know. That's <laughs> pretty sweet. Uh, so this is like a, just one of those stupid family movies that yeah. Liam really wanted to go see. Um. Uh, and it's so bad. It's so bad. But yeah. there was two saving graces. Okay. Two saving graces. Becky Lynch Keegan was Michael in Key. It? Okay. Keegan Michael Key, it. the guy from uh, Drew Brees' fortieth birthday party. Cool. Oh, is he there? He was there. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Did you talk to him? Yeah, I was like, oh, Second City guys, you and me. And then I, and then I. No, uh, you didn't. No, not at all. <laughs> I was gonna say, and then I, I pitched him a movie where a guy goes back in time to save his dog that got killed in nine eleven, and also <laughs> stop the Matrix sequels from being made. <laughs> uh, the fact that we came up with that thing—that was mostly Matt's idea. This was back in the day when we were all living together in this shitty apartment in Chicago, which was also the best apartment. Um, but the fact that that timeline worked out, we were like, well, his best friend who invented the time machine wanted to stop the Matrix sequels that would have been filming with no idea, like just blind luck that they were filming around the time that 9-11 happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. So stupid. Um, yeah, Keegan-Michael Key was there. Uh, the werewolf from Twilight movies was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a little fella, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's tiny. Um, beat him up to establish dominance. Uh, no, he. Uh, <laughs> I'm an Edward man. Yeah, team. Hey, hey, team Edward. Just 
deck him. <laughs> probably hurt. My, probably hurt my hand more than I'd hurt him. That. It's probably he probably doesn't hear it anymore. It's probably like oh, yeah. it's just like white noise. Um, when it when it but when it goes away, then he then he realizes he misses it. Right. It's like OT with my snoring. It's like I can't, yeah. I can't sleep anymore. It's too quiet. It's mm. not true at all. Um, the that was the funniest thing was watching um a buddy who used to work there was a uh, former army ranger he lost his shit when he saw him he like totally fanboyed out oh did he really <laughs> yeah and he's just, awesome. he wasn't super tall but he was like you know probably like 510 just jack dude and he was like oh my god like our manager at the time she was talking with him and she was like oh my god like my daughter loves you, like blah blah blah, and then he just cu- he just cuts in. He's like, "Dude, what is up? Oh my god, I love you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can you take a picture? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So he he was fun. At least I got to watch him and uh, Brianna Hildebrand, as better known as Megasonic. Who that? Oh, okay. Warhead. Teenage Warhead was yeah. in it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so those are the two bright spots in it. My son laughed, so I was happy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't well, that the best sound. <laughs> What's that? So isn't that the best sound? It is. Yeah. Except if it's in a cornfield. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Liam, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here now. Enough of this corn maze. Uh, so yeah, watch that. Um, what else did I see? Um, I've been, I've been keeping up with the Watchmen. It's on episode five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty interesting. It's like, uh, I told you about it before is the, what's his name? Uh, Damon Lindelof. They are so true to the, they are like a million Easter eggs in the, uh, from the original, uh, comic, um, just everywhere. And I've been listening to podcasts, trying to get all the, the you know oh, the little nice. yeah. stuff and it's it's it is a lot of race politics it's it's mm-hmm. all i mean this i mean even lindelof said oh yeah this is all about race and if you're if that's something you can't get over then you know don't watch it uh but uh it it's pretty well done um and oh and i uh got disney plus Nice. And I started watching right. The Mandalorian. I'm very curious. What are and your thoughts? It looks pretty fucking good. Not in the first ten minutes of the first episode, they have Carl Weathers. Oh. They have uh, Brian Posehn. Oh, and they nice. have um oh uh what's his name? Shit. The director. Um uh yeah. The Internet and You or what Yes. Yeah. Um Oh my god, I can hear the after disaster guy's doing an impression of him. His voice. Yeah. I don't. Yes. I'm in the Mandalorian. Uh, Werner Hart Herzog. Werner Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> so within the t- first, they have Brian Posehn as a cameo, Werner Herzog as a cameo, and Carl Weathers as a cameo. So, Beautiful. like, how can you go wrong with that? Beautiful. Um, so funny. So, yeah. Uh, I'm interested in it, and fuck, I don't know. We'll see. I got the the free the uh, what do you call it? The you know the week trial yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so I'm gonna check it out. Well, I got and an email I, the I other day. I think we're cutting a cord here soon with the cable or the 
yeah the cable so yeah. we're gonna i got an email uh, the other day about um there's like a bundle you can get that's hulu disney plus and espn yeah yeah i saw that too might, but might go for might spring for that i don't i think it's like espn espn 2 and espn news yeah well i know it's espn is but, it espn 3 yeah it's it's the internet version of like you can get a lot of the games. Yeah, I a lot of Pelicans games are on ESPN three. So yeah, um, but not a lot of hockey. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. Um, well, let's get out of here. Let's talk. Yes. Let's get our assignments and get the out of here all right all right all right all right i've got for you it's streaming on hulu uh mm-hmm. from last year assassination nation yeah 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 mm-hmm. sexy sleek stylish uh, energy to space stylish as well yeah. three s's uh for you yes on hulu as well mm-hmm. hearts beat loud also sexy sleek and stylish mm-hmm. <laughs> all right um, cool. i'm into it yeah and for the listeners, if you want something, an old school John Carpenter, we talked John Carpenter last year for a whole episode. Yes. And we this didn't even come I don't out know of our mouths. If it did, yeah. Uh, Escape from New York. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's pretty fun, crazy stuff. It is 80s personified. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, mine, I think we talked about this recently, um, but it looks like it's new to streaming. Hopefully I didn't recommend it recently. Um, cause I remember talking about it, but anyways, on uh, Candyman from 1992. Yeah. Probably, well, lot probably cause we were talking about, uh, Midnight Meat Train. So that's probably when it came yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly. But yeah. That cause, uh, Clive Barker, Barker was a yeah. writer on that, right? Uh, Clive Barker wrote the original Candyman, um, and it was set, I think, in London. And um, the movie uh, became, I guess, similar to Watchmen, became more of a race allegory and a horror film. Yes. In, a race allegory in a horror film than um, just a gross, strange sexual journey of <laughs> violence and depravity, uh, which is also fun. Um, <laughs> but that's, yeah, Clive Barker is not, doesn't really, um, he doesn't shift the geopolitical landscape with his work. <laughs> no, that. no, he, uh, yeah, he's for, yeah, he's, he's very, uh, obsessed with sex. I would say, yeah, sex and violence, but anyways, uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, we're going to have uh, some turkey and some stuffing soon. Mm-hmm. And maybe before maybe before you have that, you'll get some of us in your ear again. So yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can stuff you before uh, Thanksgiving. But if not, have a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, it's the Ten Crack Commandments. Why? Uh, uh. Man, can't tell me nothing about this coke. Uh-huh. Can't tell me nothing about this crack, this weed, my hustling niggas. Uh. Man, 
killers on the corner. I ain't forget you niggas. My triple B niggas. It made me an animal, it's rules to the shit uh-huh. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet For you to get your game on track Not your wig pushed back, rule number uno Never let no one know how much dough you hold Cause you know, the cheddar breed jealousy Especially if that man fucked up Get your ass stuck up, number two Never let them know your next move. Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence? Take it from your highness. Uh-huh. I done squeeze mad clips at these cats for they bricks and chips. Number three, never trust nobody. Your mom's will set that ass up, properly gassed up. Hoodie the masked up. For that fast buck, uh-huh. she be laying in the bushes to light that ass up. Number four, know you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. Number five, never sell no crack where you rest at. I don't care if they want to ounce, tell them bounce. Number six, that goddamn credit, get it. You think a crackhead paying your back, shit, forget it. Seven, this rule is so underrated. Keep your family and business completely separated. Money and blood don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. Find yourself in serious shit. Number eight, never keep no weight on you. Them cats that squeeze your guns can hold jumps too. Number nine should have been number one to me. If you ain't getting back, stay the fuck with police. Uh-huh. If niggas think you're snitching, they ain't trying to listen. They be sitting in your kitchen, waiting to start hitting. Number ten, a strong word called consignment. Strictly for live men, not for freshmen. Uh-huh. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no. Cause they gon' want their money, rain, sleep, hell, snow. Follow these rules, you'll have mad bread to break uh-huh. up. If not, 24 years on the wake up. Slug hit your temple, watch your friends.